before we start, people on social media, mostly Instagram, they wanted me to ask, who's the worst mother in power, Monet or Rock? Uh, I think I think both mothers uh, can carry that title for different reasons. I think one, we got to look at they doing the best they can with the cards that they had. Um, so, you know, as long as you keep that in mind, I don't know, man. Again, like, I think they both had different reasons for what they did. So it's kind of hard to quantify which one is worse because they both kind of just really grimy, tough stuff to their kids and kind of shook their whole world up. I, that's, a, that's a tough one. But I'm, that's a tough one. I don't know. Who who you who you feel is the worst one? Yeah, my book is Monet. I'm like, because if you notice, none of them kids smile whenever she's around. When Whenever the father was around. Out of the room. <laughs> At least... At least with Rock, Kanan, and Jukebox, they smile, at least. Well, because there's still, I think, a shred of, you know, I, mean, I think with any sort of family-type vibe, um, especially with us, we try to, like, play, like, yeah, she's a terrible person, but, you know, there's always that benefit of that. It's always my mother. It's always, you know, family. So we always try to bring it back to that that core tie because that's what the show is about at the end of the day. It's, it's about that family, that familial love, and what people are willing to do for each other. Are you a sneakerhead? A baller? Want to know about the hottest brands you can lace up and run with? Well, get ready because we got all the details right here. It's Kicks and Bricks, where we got game on the streets and on the court. Here's your host, Jamel Cutler. How has your life changed since, since you joined the Power Universe? Like, do people stop you on the street and, you know, just just basically start talking shit about the show? Nah, I mean, people do stop me on the on the street, but I, I feel like it's been the exact opposite of talking shit. I mean, you get the, the people that, you know, obviously everybody's investing in what's going on, but it's it's always love when I when I step out of the city for real. It's, it's a vibe. Everybody is, it's, it's, it's just love. You know what I mean? Like everybody's hyped to see me. I'm hyped to see everybody. Um, and we kind of just, you know, vibe out that way. We might get into a discourse about like, yo, why can't it do that shit, bro? Like what? What he do, or they come up to me like, yo, why you do that? I'm, I'm not fucking why you messing with famous right now. I'm like, look, I wasn't messing with it either when I read the script. I had to like go talk to Sasha and I'm like, this is this is what we're doing, but that's part of the job, that's part of the story we tell. So it's it's fun, man. My life has changed exponentially. Um, I feel like I'm even further in line with the things I'm supposed to be doing. So it's a blessing, man. I, I wake up every day and I keep putting one foot in front of the other and, and keep getting to do what I love. So Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can just thank God for that and keep pushing. You know, one of my favorite aspects about Raising Canaan is like the fashion. Like, I just love 90s fashion. Yeah. Um, you know, what are some of your favorite brands that were highlighted throughout the show? And like, do you have like a say so in like what your character gets to wear? Like a little bit? Shagay White, who's she's costume designer. She's in charge of all of that. Um, But yeah, every time we get to step into like a fitting, uh, we yeah it's kind of just another collab vibe you know she she pulls a bunch of different pieces her and the entire wardrobe team and um they source a bunch of stuff over the off season and they'll be like boom this is the clothes rack and you know they already obviously have the you know the the pieces and the the costumes that they want to put together but they'll ask for my input like yo which which shoes you want to wear with this or like how do you feel about this jacket and um, so it's 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 a vibe, man. You know, we've been rocking lately a lot with our one of one of the episodes. I think it was what like episode three hundred one or three hundred two. 
Kanan has on like this green, uh, it's like a NASCAR jacket, Benetton colors of the world. Shit is crazy. So like that's one of my favorites to be rocking lately. Obviously, you gotta go with like the polo, low life vibes. Um any of the any of the shoes they keep him in, you know, he he stays with the good, the good, the good kicks, good ones, good Jordans, good Nikes, obviously the, the constructs. Um Sometimes they put him in the 40 Belows, which is a vibe, you know what I mean? So, I, I don't know, man, but just, just the 90s fashion, just the 90s vibe, especially in New York, shit is just like, it's just, it's a vibe. So, all of it is always fun. Facts, man. You know, I'm not gonna lie, like, Lou got the coldest drip in the show. Oh, for sure. Now, they keep, they keep Lou. I, I might rival that with Unique. I might rival that with Unique. Unique got oh, that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Okay always but for sure Lou unique they always they just keep everybody flee and you can't you can't you can't have that conversation without talking about rock like Miss Patina Miller has that on in every I'm sorry I'm grabbing my damn tea let me put that there for now um but yeah man you know what I mean it's a it's a whole collaboration between the actors between the costumers between hair and makeup um and we we all just kind of come together and bring y'all what y'all see on screen. They they keep us looking all flea and nice and, and good. We just show up. <laughs> do you like do you like get to keep some of the pieces, you know, like like you're acting throughout the day, you're wearing it and then be like, all right, I'll see y'all later. If you walk out very quietly, um, you might be able to, but <laughs> but because of I guess just the rarity in the pieces that we wear now, because it's mm -hmm. a it is original like 90s fashion and pieces um so you can't get like a lot of multiples of it unless you get it sourced and, and have somebody redesign it so some of the pieces it becomes a little bit more of a fight like kind of need that and they're like nah we kind of need that you know it might be on commission might be on loan or it's just like maybe we just want to have to wear it again it's like well maybe i want to wear that in real life now like we saw it on the but but yes every now and again um i get to i get to take a couple pieces home a couple kicks, couple shirts that I like vibe with. So, you know, shout out to the wardrobe team. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, sneakers was like a big aspect of the show. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I think Unique, he wore a lot of threes for the summer. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know either, man. I guess everybody sort of has like this signature shoe. You know what I mean? Something that kind of sits with your foot a lot. Um, For me, for a while, it was like, like I'm getting more into dunks now, but for a while it was like ones. I'm starting to really love fours a lot lately. So you know what I mean? Everybody has their kind of like signature look, signature silhouette of the shoe that they like to rock. I'm more of a Jordan two silhouette, like the high top ones though. I just yeah. like the silhouette. I'm definitely high tops are always gonna be like my go to for sure. I, I don't know what it is about them. It's just like that's just that's you the said bro the four has been kind of taking me out of that lately i'm like okay i could you know maybe a little a little low a little mid vibe we could do that you know i i forgot which episode it was in but kanan he was rocking some ewans i think it was kanan don't don't quote me on that i wait i gotta go back and yes he was yes he was wearing some ewans the ewans are always fun to wear i love when they pull those out the out the box for me i'm like yes yeah. Were, those, were those like original from the 90s or was it like a newer version, but they just kind of, you know, constructed to make it look like an older? Honestly, I have to talk to them. I feel like we've done a, a mix of both on this show. 
So that's the that's the beauty in a uh, movie magic. You know what I mean, it's like mm-hmm. every now and then you get the original pieces, but sometimes we have people within our industry that like specialize in kind of uh just retrofire i don't know the the correct term terminology right now but like they they specialize in uh duplicating and replicating um you know just like more vintage pieces fashion things props all of that you know famous got a um cold collection too on the show oh yes oh yeah i feel like the fashion in the show is kind of in ways it, it partially reflects a lot of their personalities. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. everybody has that 90s New York look, but each person individually, what they wear, it kind of speaks to, you know, just like who they are as a person. I mean, it, it, it's dope. You see Marvin and Lou and Rock, who've been doing it for a while. So they're always in the, you know, they Fendi and Gucci down and Fuji down or whatever it is. Um, You see Kanan and Famous who are like, they're making their way. They're making their rounds. They're the young bulls. They're 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 around. You know the people who have the higher the nicer stuff. So obviously they're getting that kickback. But they're also now making their own way, and that comes through in the personality and the colors that they wear. And you know that was just another way that you know I think there, there was like a flex and a floss in certain ways. It's just how you you threw certain stuff on it, certain colors and certain patterns that you kind of rocked at the time. Um, just kind of it's another reflection of you know what you was going through, how you was feeling, what you wanted to tell the world. You know, if if Ronnie makes it to next season, he should wear black Air Forces because that dude would just be on demon. Yeah, full black Air Force energy. Full. I feel like he might have been the originator of that. Honestly, damn. Was Ronnie the originator of like black Air Force energy? If we thinking about it, in like that think so. I think because demon time for no reason. No reason at all. Like the moment he came home, you just immediately was like, oh. And shout out Grantham Coleman, man. That dude has been locked in playing his role, bro. Like, and it's so fun getting to work with him because to see his process, see his change, see his shift. Um, the, the, he's a fucking hilarious. I mean, he's a he's a he's a genius also as an artist. But like, just to see how he breaks these sort of things down and just the fun he has in between takes and in between setups after playing such a you know like character. <laughs> It's a vibe, man. It, it, it's really fun. I, I I love getting to work with the artists uh, I work with, and I, I love Sasha and, and, and Five and everybody that's been on the creative team for putting me around all these artists, man. You know what I mean? I'm soaking it all up, getting you on know, my stones. <laughs> you know, a few weeks ago, I was on the L train. I think I was going to Union Square. I I forget where, where I was going. I was, I was looking at my phone. I kind of look up, and I see a dude with, with these black glasses on the ocean. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. It made me jump a little bit. <laughs> it's funny, bro. I've, I've actually even been seeing a couple of the... Uh, yeah, the memes. The, the Ronnie wave has been insane <laughs> lately, man. Like, we got people on GTA now. I, I've even went and made my character look like Ronnie on GTA sometimes. And, like, I see the memes like, yo, I saw Ronnie and Popeyes today. I think I'm going to go over this way. Yeah, that was the first one I saw. It's, it's dope, man. I, it's, it's love seeing all the people responding and, and receiving what's going on and actually kind of like drawing those real life cross references like hey wait a minute you know what I mean um can you explain how pivotal like Ronnie is to Kanan's development you know into a drug dealer as as Kanan gets older and you know as we get closer to the OG power timeline 
the story is raising Canaan, man. So again, everything we we talk about in the show is it's the people, the the places, the environments, the things he was around that influenced and shaped him into the person he was. So Ronnie is no exception to that. You know, I mean, he might as well be Uncle Lou, or Uncle Marvin in terms of uh, a positive, positive, just a, a male role model uh, in his life. Uh, somebody that he's seen uh, do the things that he aspires to. Um, and though he may be kind of weary of it at times, that's the thing about Kanan is he's really intuitive. He's always uh, receptive to what's going on around him. So he's he's taking all that knowledge in and he's going to flip it and do his thing with it. You know, um, yeah, where was I? my mind just went blank. Um, be like that sometimes, bro. Let <laughs> me know what's going off the top of shit too, please. You know, um, what does like assuming he makes it out alive? Because like even though I have a screeners account, I just haven't you know watched the um season finale because you know I want to be surprised and, and whatnot. Respectfully, uh huh. You know, um, assuming you know Ronnie makes it out alive, you know what does the future hold for Kane and Ronnie's relationship? Man, uh, again, you you raising Kanan. when you sit down on Friday nights and you turn on that star show. Um, you're seeing his rise. You're seeing him build his empire. You're seeing him build his world. Um, so that just takes on, you know, whatever the writers, whatever Sasha and whoever's in the room decides to, you know, throw them into that gets us closer to the original uh, Kanan that we know and OG power. I mean, you know what I just noticed about um, Ronnie and Kanan's relationship? It kind of mirrors um Tariq and adult Kanan's relationship uh -huh. like a little bit. Like both hated um uh, well well um I think Ronnie hates rock and then like Kanan hates ghosts. So mm -hmm. and they yeah. both take kids against them more or there's less. A, there's definitely some like crossers that you get to uh you know see kind of play out and you get to appreciate even more so about the work that got done on OG power. Um yeah, there's a lot of that sort of, you know, like seeing yourself in in that person i think that's what ronnie kind of sees in canaan is you even see like i see you putting in this work type vibe it's, it's because since ronnie's gotten home he just wanted to get back to you know what he was doing what which was working which was getting everything going and it feels like everybody around him and everything around him has kind of been trying to stop him from doing that um and i think that's a thing that also Kanan had going is like, you know, he wants to step out and be on his own, but his mother and, and his uncles and everything that his mother has built around him, she kind of is, is halting and trying to stop him from. So uh, <laughs> even in that scene where, where, where Ronnie invites Kanan to, to the, the, the parlay with, with snaps and pops and everybody's going around and fuck rock. Um, you see Kanan kind of, you know, like, Oh shit. But it's because in that moment, it, it it's one of those things where I, I think Kanan feels seen by Ronnie in that same sort of way that uh, Ronnie feels seen by Kanan. It's, it's that same, you know, like, all right, you know, everything around me is kind of trying to stop me, but I'm going to still get mine regardless. Um, so that's what you see kind of building throughout their relationship. It's just them both wanting to go get it. They may have different ways of going about it at times, but that's their ultimate thread. That's the, that's the bond that they're building. You know, um, like going into maybe like next season, like, like um, as far as Kanan's relationship with Jukebox and Rock goes, like, how mm -hmm. can that get stronger based off the events of you know this season? 
Man, uh, I think you're just going to continue to see those relationships as you see any relationship, as you see the relationship even with famous. Um, it fluctuates. You know what I mean? There's ups, there's downs, there's ebbs and flows. Um, you know, people do things and people react. And that, again, is just what happens with, with his mother and with his cousin. Um, I think you see a little bit more of a of a grace instilled between with the relationship between juke and kanan because uh you know they they've always been like this they've always been tight juke is always the person that can reel kanan in a lot of the times they're, they're each other's safe spaces they're the the place that they can go and and kind of bounce whatever's going on in the world and hear a uh a uh objective you know clearer thought about what's going on from the other side um so again, that's just what you see unfold, and that's what you're gonna see happening. It's just them figuring out who they are outside of that relationship, but also who they are within that relationship. Because as you start to develop your own individuality even more so, and you start to learn more about what you like and what you need, and um, you know, that kind of just trickles down into how you start to react and uh enact with the people around you the, the relationships that you already have you start to establish new boundaries and you start to carry yourself in different ways talk different ways the same sort of vulnerability is there you know that person always knows you but there's a different it, you know evolutions and that's that's really what it is so you're going to see that relationship uh just evolve and continue to grow and diminish at times and wither away and come back it's it's the whole thing man it's that's relationships. That's family. You know, another big question people was asking when I like announced this interview, they mm -hmm. they kept on asking when is young um, Tommy and Ghost is gonna appear. Hey man, I <laughs> I don't know. I know Kaden is. I know he's he's still a couple years older than them. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I don't know how much story we still got to tell in terms of raising Kaden to get to that point. Um. But, you know, I, I think that that is something that, again, is part of the story. So who knows when it when it could come and when when that sort of story starts to unfold or, or starts to rock out. But, you know, you got to ask you got to ask stars that one, Sasha and, and everybody else. I, I, I don't know, bro. I just show up and say the words. You know, um, I have a theory about power, about who Breeze is. It can. OK. All right. Talk to me. Let's let's get into right. some things for a minute. I think Breeze is Ronnie. If he is, blink twice. You waiting for it? Uh huh. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Nope. Um, I tried to get you on that. What What makes you think? What makes you think Ronnie? Because um, I remember a scene when Adult Kanan was um talking to Tariq. He was like um. Breeze was he had his own regiments like every day, no matter what, he he would watch Jeopardy. Mm. Like in all these scenes, you know, <laughs> he was always eating honey nut Cheerios and like watching some weird TV show. Mm. Oh, so you Jeopardy. Seeing the pattern in the regiment. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So that's my theory. Yeah, that's who, fair. Who um Breeze is. I feel it. I feel it. I still don't know who Breeze could be. Yo. I I definitely have been thinking, I even even poking around with that whole thing. I'm like, yo. He does move real like in the wind, kind of just pops up. Mm -hmm. Breeze, is that is that what's happening? And Sasha's like, go to work. Stop it. Cut it out. I'm like, you're right. Okay. I'll <laughs> I'll leave it alone for <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
before you run out of time, I kind of want to pivot to the NBA. Um, I seen you at the Knicks game the other day. Magic Johnson came up to you, gave you some props. You it was know, crazy. How you it was to, you know, be recognized by these legends and um, and active players of the game who's who's like big shows. I mean, who's big fan of the show? Bro, it's crazy. You know what I mean, like it, it always feels good to 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 be in the spaces with uh, you know, people that you kind of look up to in a lot of ways. Um people that uh you you take uh parts of their game and their life and you try to apply to yours. Um so when you see those sort of people out and, and they're they're giving you your props and they're just showing you love, it it, it feels good. It, it's it's dope to know that uh you know you're kind of going in the right way. I read I read The Alchemist, um, and they talk about good omens in the book, which is like, you know, just kind of reminders that you are doing the right thing, you're going the right way. And I kind of look at those sometimes. It's like, you know, just good omens that you're doing the right thing, you're in the right rooms, you're in the right spots, you're moving at the right pace. Um, but yeah, that's just, I mean, Magic Johnson, watching the show I'm on and being like, yo, I'm tuned in on Fridays. Like, that, that shit was really wild. It was really fun, man. Um, so, you know, yeah. um, 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 Julius Randle, he's a big fan of the show, too. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Jews a fan of the show? Oh, that's fire. That's fire. Facts. Was, I, and um, um, I have to ask you, since you're from Jersey, Knicks and Nets. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a Knicks vibe. You know what I mean? It's, it's a Knicks vibe. Mm -hmm. I, haven't, I haven't been to a Nets game for a while. But you know, when they were here, when, when the Nets were in Jersey, it still probably was a Knicks vibe. But, yeah, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Real people from Brooklyn that's actually from Brooklyn, they don't even claim the Nets. <laughs> I mean, that's still that's a new thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a concept that people are still getting used to, but it's always a Knicks vibe. Right? Knicks mm -hmm. is always love, and it's just it's just classic ball there. Like even the game I went to was L.A. versus New York. It was the Lakers versus the Knicks, and I'm like, but like the energy in the building was just insane. You know what I mean? And, and that's but that's what the garden brings. That's what, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what, that's what the Knicks bring for us. You know, um, what are the do's and don'ts of like sitting at um courtside at, um what is it called? Celebro at the garden? Because yeah. um, one of my favorite pastimes, because they, 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 they sit the media up on the bridge, right? So I uh -huh. kind of look down. Where? And one of my favorite things is, you know, watching people on their phones not paying attention and then next thing you know the ball coming at them and they just like oh <laughs> no you have to be alert down there there's too much going on um you never know what you're gonna miss you never know who you want to see um and you just got to take that moment and like it's you know obviously you got to do your little one two check the phone see what's going on see if you know somebody that's there like yo where you at type vibes i'll see you at halftime whatever but nah i mean you got to be there you got to be in that game you got to let the players do their thing, lock in, especially you sitting right there next to them. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get it. It's exciting. Um, if they see you and they say, what's up, that's whatever. But I personally, I don't know. Maybe that's just, like, my sort of thought process. I, I feel like when you see – because even I was sitting right there and watching Bron kind of just get into his zone, and I know what that is as an artist. You know, I, I know what that is to be, you know, getting ready to lock in, go to war, go to battle. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, it was like, nah, man, y'all like, got to let him – let him get 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 on his Zoom for real. Like yeah, you gonna you gonna see what it is, and if you get to say hi after, you can say hi after whatever. But that's another you know that's another do and don't of of being at the games and have fun, man. You know that's it. So, I mean, it's a fucking NBA game. I, I'm I don't I've been cursing all over this damn. Nah, 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 yeah. nah, but 
it's an NBA game, man. You know what I mean? Have fun. See the sights. Take in the energy. Cheer to whatever is going on. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's a good time in, in, the, in these spots for real. You know, have you ever had that moment where you kind of, like, gazing out or just looking at your phone and then next thing you know, like, the whole world's coming at you? Nah. You know, I, I try, personally, I try to keep myself super alert. Just, again, that's, that's one of the things I think I've been working on this year is just being more aware and, and present, really. Um, so, you know, when I'm at the game, again, like, I'll, I'll do the little check-in, but as soon as, as soon as ball drops, I'm like, all right, bet, we here. So we, who, who possession is it? All right, we locked in right here. If it's a stoppage in play, they check, they swapping out players. All right, cool. You can do the check. It's all about balance. But, um, yeah, man, that's that be, that'd be the vibe. You know, it'd be funny one day if Ronnie just popped up at one of them games, just kind of just sitting there. Just sitting there. Yo, imagine he did the tip-off. Like, he's the honorary ref. He walked out just – and just stands there for the first – first <laughs> I'll pay to see that being on the switch. That's primetime television right there. Need that. Mm -hmm. All right. All right, Makai. Um, I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, what is your lasting message for people as as they get ready for the season finale on um Friday? Hey man, uh, I've been saying it all season. Just just buckle up. And I've been trying to tell y'all. That's all. <laughs>